Welcome to week eight of the This Week in Film podcast. The most important podcast there is about movies. <laughs> I'm your host, Nick Fonato, joined by Charlie Chester, and maybe for the last time, Tony LeBoy. There's not going to be a last time. I'll be back. Yeah. Tony says he'll be back. That's a quote from a movie. That's t- what Tony's third degree. What <laughs> movie is that quote from? Uh, you're not going anywhere. Hey, no, what's going on, guys? I'll be back. All right, let's just dive right into it again. Tony, what'd you see French this week? French Connection this week with Gene Hackman. <laughs> I saw French Connection with Gene Hackman this week, and oh, I gotta one. say it was the first time I've ever seen. It. So, oh, you've never seen it? I've never seen it, and here's here's how I got to see it. Um, how it came up. I listen to a podcast. Uh, I listen to other podcasts. In this one, I'm sorry. I listen to a competitor. uh, WTF with Mark Maron. Great podcast. And he interviewed William Friedkin, the director of French Connection. Very interesting man. So I decided to um, check out a bunch of Friedkin films. I watched The Exorcist, which was great. And then, obviously, I've seen that a bunch of times. But uh, French Connection had somehow escaped me, so I watched that. Um, I won't dive uh, too much into the movie, for time's sake, but I will say that the most interesting part was ha- uh, to me, and what I really focused on was just basically how many risks that Friedkin took, specifically in making the movie. I know I, uh, one of the best car chases I've ever seen. Um, watching it uh, in the interview, he revealed that he didn't have any clearance. He didn't close any roads. That was a live. Oh yeah. That that was a live city. What? He did not close any roads. He was going. He had Gene Hackman going ninety miles per hour down city streets. Yeah. No road closures. No safety for anything like. And that was the one thing that he said he regrets now. He would never do again is, is risk his his life and somebody else's <laughs> yeah. to make a movie. Right. But wow. my God, some no, of the greatest, no some of the greatest, most wildest shots, like uh, specifically when that when they have that car, the tracking shot with the car underneath the train as he's chasing, uh, as he's going after the train and the car, just one of the uh, the greatest shots in cinema history. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's fun to know that and watch it again now. Just yeah. that scene, yeah. you'll notice people in the street, yeah. like all their faces are just whipping with oh, the cars. God. And like this one, I think I remember correctly, one guy like, <laughs> like dives. Like, I don't like, it's like, you know, because of how those train trestles come down to like metal pillars, yes. right? Yes. And they get so close to those things when they're driving. Yeah. It's creepy. Yes. Definitely worth a rewatch just to, just with that in mind. Great movie. It's, it, it's also got one of those ambiguous endings, um, and it's just very, very raw. All right. All right. Well, Nick. So this week, I watched the movie True Romance, because last week we all said we would watch it. Oh. Great flick. Great. How I many of us? It. Oh, Tony, you watched it. Yeah. And Charlie, since it was your idea. I, I don't know. Am I raising my hand? Did you <laughs> see? Doesn't, doesn't look like you, you are. Guess you'll have to do it from memory. Um, the one thing that I want to bring up, at the very beginning, is it was produced by James G. Robinson, James who G. produced Robinson. last week's cult classic, Stay Tuned. Oh, really? And I don't know, I don't <laughs> know if that? you caught this. I thought you would catch it because no. that's like the first, like a, a, in a lot of scenes, somebody's watching a movie on TV. Well, what I noticed is the the scene where that the dude at the beginning of Stay Tuned gets sucked into the antenna, and that old lady like screams. And I Brad went, Brad Pitt is watching that. James G. James G. Robinson produced every movie he produced for like the three years before that is being watched on the TVs in in the movie. Oh, 
This movie is classic Tarantino before there was a Tarantino. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the movie. I wrote this down. I said, <laughs> I said, this is a very good movie, but I don't get it. What do you mean? You don't I get don't it? understand this movie. I think part of the problem is that Christian Slater uh-huh. is way too cool to be the main character in this movie. Oh, oh you're, he's too cool to be down and out. Like yeah, that. like, well, like he's, he's straight comic book nerd. He's but, like but, classic but comic book. But sell, Christian Slater, Christian Slater, yeah. like the character is supposed to be that. Yeah. Like I feel like, and they got Christian Slater and they're like, sweet, we got Slater who was huge at the time. Yeah. And whereas what you needed was basically Forrest Gump as the main, like, like yeah, some because, sort of weird, goofy kind of guy. Whereas like every time, because Patricia Arquette is off the wall. Yeah. Slater interact. Like Slater does a good job in this movie, but yeah. but he's not the right person for it. I I could agree with that. It is true cuz you're not selling that this guy hasn't been late since his like right. it, like the whole yeah. thing is that yeah. his buddy bought him a a hooker for his birthday and that's yeah, yeah there's no yeah. way. He he's like he makes nerd look too cool. Gary Oldman was fantastic in in that role. Dude, he's like a chameleon. The, he's uh, one of the greatest roles one, he's ever done. A question that I had is why does this movie the first half take place in Detroit. There's there's really no reason for it to take place in Detroit. I think it's more of like the down and out, like like it it like just the the setting kind of. And you have to, they, he has to be in some sort of seedy area to be in contact with Drexel and the and the hookers and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So he's got to be around that. I think no, that's. I, a, I just feel like the the movie was supposed to take place in the South because the girl is from Florida. And and but and Christian Slater talks with a southern accent. He calls his yep. dad daddy. And yeah. I feel like it was supposed to take place in, in Mississippi or something. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. But there's like this strange yeah. disconnect. Yeah, I mean that goes for that whole Bonnie and Clyde thing. The other thing that threw me off the whole time was the Calypso music. Which which I which I think added to the off kilterness of the movie, which which was cool, but at yeah. the same time it's really distracting. Yeah. The one Tarantino part that gets preserved in this whole movie is one of the most iconic scenes in yeah, the movie. If not, that was my next Dennis Hopper, my one one of my all time favorite scenes, and Christopher Walken's their dialogue there is just they're back pure and forth Tarantino. in the trailer. Yes, it's it's amazing, but without a good director behind the helm of that scene and amazing actors, yeah, yeah. it's amazing how. Easily, something like that could have gotten lost. Oh yeah, oh completely, you know what I mean? or oh. or drawn or, or gone on way too long. Well, that that was another point. Had an early Tarantino actually gotten the chance to direct that movie, mm-hmm. I think he would have ruined it. I I think Tony Scott did an amazing job with that because Tarantino. Look at what Tarantino's doing now, like that long drawn out dialogue. Everything. Yeah, he has too much power now. I yeah, think. like no one's reining him in. No. I mean, you can't say he might have ruined well. it. I mean, he did he did a great job with the diner scene in Reservoir Dogs, and that was young Tarantino. Sh- mm, yeah. Uh, that he that, that was pretty good, but that that was that was a drawn out scene also. It's yeah, yeah it's 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 Tarantino's dialogue but cut completely different. He would have never cut it that way. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Christopher Walken should have a monologue in every Tarantino movie. I don't know why he doesn't. Yeah. And uh, young James Gandolfini in True Romance. Oh, I, I'm going to say, I Dude. have not seen Sopranos, but for me, that is Gandolfini. That, I feel like that's that is the his, character his in his early days. Like, yeah. When he puts her through the, gla- uh, the, the uh, glass 
table. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, dude, I was just like, brutal oh, and God. doesn't doesn't give an f about it. Like right. he just throws her around that room, not caring. And, and that scene with that is, soft voice as he's doing oh, it. Oh yeah. yeah. That oh, scene yeah. is is beautiful in its uh, the depiction of sex and violence at mm -hmm. the same time because you have her like basically in her bra just covered in her own blood. Yeah. Right? Like we're at the same time you're like you're like oh Trisha Arquette's kind of hot oh but she's being beaten to death this yeah. is horrible right but uh true romance check it out yeah Charlie closing it out this week what did you see all right so this week I um well uh, one quick backstory uh it it came to my attention and Tony's attention that uh whatever movies Tony and I were watching Nick had to watch because <laughs> for, the, for the very for the popular video, video edition like he yeah. has to watch it in order to edit of this, this thing podcast together. check it out on youtube yeah so uh i got to thinking i'm like all right there's a good opportunity here where i get to watch really terrible movies and make nick watch them so this week i found a doozy headed by bill cosby very popular these days yep uh very topical uh he produced it wrote it um, he didn't direct it. It's in the uh, early 80s, a little movie called Leonard Part 6. I'm very excited. <laughs> what is this movie about? <laughs> All right. So, basic idea is that Bill Cosby's character name, Leonard. So, Leonard is a secret agent who's retired, and the government is desperately trying to get him back because people have been getting killed by animals there's like there's these ra the raccoons that killed like one of their other agents there's these bunnies that killed another agent uh they keep dying by the hands of like these animals yeah they're trying to get leonard to come back on the task force they say they send out one of their best agents to go kill him the bad guys no the good guys I, the thought process is crazy so basically they send him out to go kill him do the good guys have the evil bunnies no the bad guys got the evil bunnies the good guys send one of their agents to go kill Leonard. And who's you come to guy? find who's a good guy. You come to find that, that their thought process was if he survives, then he's the right man for the job. <laughs> but isn't he already retired? Yeah. From the same he agency? He doesn't want to do with it. So they, they find this this one of the good guys' agents that goes to kill Leonard, finds Leonard. He's, he's in this, like, posh restaurant. He's a chef now. He owns the place. It's super successful. Does he serve Jello? <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in, and here's the crazy thing: uh, they go in, and they have a gun battle in the kitchen. But the physics, the universe, is strange in this movie because they're fighting. Gunshots are being shot off, and no one around them notices. The chef, there's bullets whizzing past. And no one's paying attention to it. They just keep cooking like nothing's going on. <laughs> it's strange, to say the least. So tell me this is a stone-cold drama. There's not a joke <laughs> in here, is it? I wish it was. <laughs> it's just a bad comedy. So what kind of jokes are that? Like, how is it funny? Once he get his ex-wife back, who you find divorced him seven years prior, he was like James Bond going around saving people and got caught in bed with a woman, like a young woman. And the wife was like, no, this is your life. I don't want anything to do with it. So he spent the next seven years building himself up, becomes like a restaurant owner, and he wants out. Yeah. So that's what they're trying to get him back. But they have to prove he's still... The guy, the by guy. trying to go kill him. So he, one Money. of the first scenes is him literally dragging in the dead body of this agent into their boardroom. <laughs> 
just like, it's like I told you it? I'm retired. You know, it's just ridiculous. Why is it part six? It doesn't make any sense. Is they it never supposed to be it. the sixth Leonard movie? It, yeah, I guess so. The, one of the other Wait. crazy things about this is that the movie opens with Leonard in like this space suit on an ostrich running what? on the ostrich and then it cuts to him in it in an armored tank like DeLorean flying over one of those San Francisco like hills you know and then it cuts to him uh, doing ballet in a warehouse fighting ballet dancers then it cuts to his manservant saying I guess you're wondering what's going on. Well, we'll tell you. Just strap in for this ride, you know? And you don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Like, you get through the whole movie, and it, there's, there's no connection to these scenes. He's strapped to the gills with, like, every handheld weapon you can imagine. Explosives. He's even got these rockets under his arms that when he lifts his pits up, the rockets shoot out from his arms. So Why would you do this uh, to Yeah, me? it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it got a 2.2 um, on IMDb. And a 9% on Rotten oh, Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, Bill Cosby was the first recipient of the Razzie Award for this movie. Wow. The wow. first. You've got a tall order. Yeah. All right. Well, this was week eight of the This Week in Film <laughs> podcast. He's so excited. Um, just wanted to go over last week's Tony's Third Degree question. Who was, what was your favorite older kid movie? We had a variety of results. Oh, yeah. No or, or responses. Our most responses to date. Uh, Jill says... Her favorite was Labyrinth and Legend, which is two movies. Okay, nice. but they're both pretty good. Uh, Jackie says Beetlejuice and Teen Witch. That's okay. two movies and as well. Jeff says Jaws. Awesome. Tony, okay. what's your third degree for this week? What's your favorite Bill Cosby movie? Oh. <laughs> All right, that is a good one. Okay. <laughs> do, do you have one? Does, it, three movies. And, and why like isn't it movies. Ghost Dad? Put Bill Cosby in parentheses. Maybe just answer, what's your favorite movie? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's it for this week. Charlie, Comic-Con? Next one I'll probably go to is New York uh, Comic-Con. Hard copies of my book are going to be available very soon. We will talk about that as What's your book called? Boy Zero. All right. If you search Boy Zero Comic online, first thing to pop up. Tony? We're on Facebook, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google Play. MySpace. No. We don't have a MySpace page. No. Did you say Twitter? Twitter. Uh, ThisWeekInFilmPodcast.com. Good. All right. Well, that about does it for week eight. Oh, and YouTube. Of oh, course. yeah, YouTube. Check out yeah. the This Week in Film video edition. It's very popular. People seem to like it. Hit the blood gulch. Leave us. <laughs> the song's been playing for a while now. Hit it. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys leave us a question or comment on any of our things, let us know you're out there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Especially you, Irishman.